Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 387 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here April 20th. 2023, the return date of Fernando Tatis Jr. and the Padres. They were able to get the win in Fernando's first game back in 2023. They're 1-0 in the Fernando regular season 2023 era. Uh, Fernando went over at the plate, but made, made a good play in right field, hit some balls hard. There were definitely some encouraging signs there from Fernando and my mindset kind of going into this day was, you know, whatever happens, as long as he doesn't get hurt, I'm probably going to end up being pretty happy with his performance today because he's just back. Like, I'm just happy that Fernando's back. And he was playing with happiness, playing with joy. Um, it, it seemed like the Padres had a little bit more enthusiasm out there. And... They scored some runs. Maybe it was the Tatis effect. I don't know. Uh, look, the first inning, I thought that Ryan Nelson, um, those were some high-stress pitches. I know there were no people on base, no runners on base, but those were some high-stress pitches there. It was like 20 pitches that he threw. 
to Tatis Soto Manny. He struck them all out. But was he going to be able to do that consistently in his outing? Like, that was the question I had in my head after the first inning. And he was not able to do that. Uh, Ryan Nelson, his final line, kind of similar to Waka in terms of length. Five innings, gives up five earned runs. Uh, only three hits, but he gave up a couple home runs. Gave up one home run to Grish. Or not not Grish, sorry. Gave up the home run to Bogarts and then gave up a home run to Carpenter. I'm thinking about the Grisham uh, gapper. One of two gappers, by the way. He was the MVP of this game for the Padres. The first gapper that made it 2-0 Padres. I'm thinking of that one. Um, yeah, Ryan Nelson, I mean, he did, you know, he, he got off to a really good start. Then he didn't settle in. You know, the Padres kind of settled into him. And Michael Walker, it was kind of the other way around. Like, he had a good start. And then he gave up, well, there was, there was that four-run fourth inning by Arizona. They scored one, one run in the second. There was that four-run inning there uh, in the fourth inning. And Walker, like, I don't know what has changed or what, why he had so much success in that Braves outing, but then these last couple outings, he has struggled at times. I mean, the Milwaukee start, he really struggled right out of the gate. And then tonight, he had some really hard contact uh, that he allowed in the fourth inning. He, he, yeah, he made it all the way through the fourth. Um, Rojas had that single. Tatis kind of missed the cutoff, man, which was Bogarts. There were some people on social media that were like, who was the cutoff on that throw? No one. Well, no, Bogarts, he was not standing on second base. He was a little bit away from second base. And Tatis tried, well, he did throw it into home because he wanted to make sure the runner did not score, right? And I know that's probably his natural instinct. Like, I'm not going to let this guy score. I'm going to show him my cannon. I'm going to show off my cannon to the rest of that team and the rest of the league. You're not going to run on me. You're not going to try to score on me. But in that situation, I believe the runner, I think it was Corbin Carroll, he hadn't really gotten past third base yet, I believe, when Tatis got the ball. So he was not going to score there. And so Tatis probably should have just thrown it into Bogarts there near second base. But he'll learn from it. There was kind of that almost collision there in the ninth inning with Kim. He'll learn from that. Kim was calling him off. It wasn't that loud at Chase Field. I mean, the Suns have a playoff game, so there was, like, no one there. Um, it was mostly Padres fans, which I thought the Padres fans really showed up tonight. Like, props to Padres fans. Uh, you could hear the Let's Go Padres chants when the Diamondbacks, you know, their their audio or the, the sound system at Chase Field would, be, would play um, the sound where you say, Let's Go Padres probably D-backs for them, the Padres would say, Padres fans were saying, let's go Padres. So I definitely heard that when Tatis was first introduced before that first at-bat. He got a lot, of cheer, a lot of cheers. There were some boos. You could see that one camera angle where there was there that one Diamondbacks fan that was given the thumbs down, like right behind Fernando. But I, I, it seemed like the boos were drowned out by all the Padres fans cheering for him. There were homemade signs. There was a lot of love, it looked like, Fernando um, on that first baseline, down the first baseline. Seemed like a lot of it was Padres fans. Peter Seidler was there. Eric Gruppner was there. Uh, Ralph Sampson was there with Peter. 
So, no, that was great. Uh, look, of course, you know, on the underdog fantasy today, I had total bases for Fernando on hits over two, and he ended up not getting a hit, so I didn't hit on that. But I was expecting him to have a, a big night, and I think almost everyone was just because usually his return games, he usually has a big night. Um, and he, he didn't. The box score, looking at the box score, and uh, he struck out, what, a couple times tonight? But I like the aggressiveness. Like, right out of the gate, I want this guy to be aggressive. Like, lead off, just right out of the gate, make that pitcher work. Um, and make that, or what, I, what I'm trying to say is make that pitcher, like, be scared. Make him, like, really work to throw great pitches. And if he gets you out swinging, then he does. But make him, like, scared. And make him not want to just pump fastballs down the middle at the beginning to get ahead, right? Or pump any other pitch down the middle, you know? Make him try to hit corners. And maybe you get ahead in counts because they're not giving you good pitches to hit early on because pitchers might be scared of Tatis, you know, right out of the gate if he's going to be attacking like that. Um, Tatis, yeah, so two strikeouts tonight. Did not get on base, but he did have a hard hit ball in that last at bat. Soto went 0 for 4 tonight. He did not do a whole lot offensively. He did score a run. He walked, but he had that strikeout in the first inning. He's hitting 183. That's not great. It needs to get better. Uh, but he did hit that one ball in his last at bat hard. I know it was on the ground, and he hit. He had a, at least a couple I remember in his at bats that were ground balls. His ground ball rate is much higher than it usually is, and that's an issue still. Um, hopefully that gets turned around and he's more of a, a line drive hitter. But the last at-bat, that ball was smashed. It was over 100 miles per hour right up the middle. That's like a base hit. It is. It's a base hit. And like four or five years ago. And I think it was Rojas. I could be wrong on who it was. He was standing like right by second base, like one foot to the right of second base. If you're looking at if you're looking at it from like the center field camera angle and he came up with the play. I mean, you can't do anything about that. You just got to give props to Rojas and the Diamondbacks coaches for lining him up where Soto hit it, you know. Uh, but today, I mean, I'm going to get to the chat here in a second. If you want to support the channel, you can use that super chat button. I'll bring up any of those super chats. I appreciate you all for being here tonight. Um, MVP of this game was Trent Grisham. I mean. Obviously, all the spotlight was on Fernando, right? That's all we were thinking about going into tonight. We were so excited for that. But Grish, I mean, what a freaking night for him, huh? He makes that great play early in the game where he stops making contact with the ball when it's in the air, runs straight back, looks back at the ball, and catches it. Makes it look so easy. And as someone who used to play center field, that's not an easy play. Uh, but I could watch Grish play center field all day. Yeah, there's some people that might say, yeah, Tati should play center. But Padres have one heck of a center fielder right now. I'm totally fine with Tatis being in right, showing off he can use the arm and having Grish in center. Two-time gold glove award winner for a reason. Like he he's really good out there. Uh he made another diving catch. I shouldn't say another. He made a great diving catch later in the game. Um I thought he might have been hurt because he didn't get up immediately. I think he was looking at his right his right hand. No, his uh I think it was left, right? Whatever. Um he was looking at his hand 
after the dive. And so I was like, uh-oh, is he, did he hurt? You know, the turf maybe? Did something happen there? But I guess he was fine. A couple gappers that he had got the Padres up 2-0 in his first at-bat. And then what inning was that? Let me look what inning that was. So that was the second inning. You had the Bogarts, the Carpenter home runs. And then in the sixth, Grisham had that double in the right center gap. That made it 7-5. Xander Bogarts, I mean, I cannot say enough about what he has done so far this season, his start to the season. It's been really, really good. Uh, He has not had a game so far this year where he hasn't gotten on base. 21 game on base streak. He had a couple hits tonight. One of them was the home run. Big two-run home run. Uh, Carpenter had a home run, which was much needed. You look at the batting average now. You look at the just the general offensive numbers. It doesn't look great for Carpenter. 167 is his average right now. Um, so he needed that. And then Cruz came in as a pinch hitter. He scored a run. Uh, yeah, kind of hit into a double play ball. But there was a bobble there by the shortstop, and he was busting his butt down the line as much as he could for a 42-year-old, and he ends up scoring. So, hey, taking advantage of the mistakes that other teams are going to give you, uh, that that's that's what you got to do. Like, that's what the good teams do. So, Waka, I mean, I, I think he's still going to stay in the rotation. I don't think that they're going to put him in the bullpen and have Lugo and Martinez be in the rotation when Musgrove comes back if they're just going to go five. I don't think it would be Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Lugo Martinez. I think one of either Martinez or Lugo would go to the pen and then Weathers would go to the bullpen if they don't want him to go to El Paso and stay built up. Um, But if we're going on pitching performance so far this year, would it be Waka going to the bullpen and it would be Martinez and Lugo staying up in the rotation? I know some would say, no, it'd probably be Snell going to the bullpen, right? Um, and maybe that would work for him. I don't think the Padres are considering Snell going to the, the bullpen, but just based on the pitching performance, I mean, it's probably Snell or Waka. But I think those two are staying in the rotation. Those two are starting pitchers. They're not going anywhere in the rotation. But it's been a little disappointing, definitely these last couple starts. You know, the Waka start, not this start from tonight, but the start he last had uh, before tonight against Milwaukee, right on City Connect night. Padres got their doors blown off by Milwaukee. The game was over like an inning and a half into the game. Uh, just Waka was getting pounded. Extra base hits after extra base hit after extra base hit. Uh, so that, yeah, I was at that game. It was cold. That, that game sucked. And then tonight, looked like he was turning around, got out of some jams. I think it was the first inning. There was a ball that was hit pretty well into the gap. Grish went and got that ball. And then... In the second inning, I just want to get the info accurate. In the bottom of the second, he allowed a double to Thomas. Um, Perdomo had the triple down the right field line, made it 2-1, walked Rojas. So there was, what, first and third there. But he struck out Gurriel on a fastball. So he was able to get out of that. But then he struggled there, you know, in the, the fourth inning. I mean, just look at this this sequence. I mean, Alec Thomas, single to right. Uh, got an out, but then Perdomo, single. Rojas, single. Gurriel, double. That made it, there. all of a sudden, it's 5-4. Then 
Then Waka spikes one. Nola, you could probably say he should have blocked that, but uh, he Nola obviously did not block it. Got to the backstop. Run scores. It's five five. Then he gave a single to Walker. I know he got out of it, but a lot of hits in that inning, and that obviously pumped up the amount of hits that he allowed to, I think, 10, right? He had his second straight game of giving up at least 10 hits. I mean, look, that brave start, he struck out ten, at least 10, right? And then these last two outings, he's given up at least 10 hits. So, yeah, um, it's probably some of its missing spots. I haven't totally gone deep into all of the runs that he's given up. I'll probably do that at some point here. But yeah, it's it seems like to me just missing spots because the velocity is there. Like he can still blow the fastball by some guys. We saw that against Guriel earlier tonight uh, in that one one of the jams that he did get out of there. But he's just got to be more consistent, got to give the Padres more length. I know the bullpen was in a good spot going into today, uh, but you can't have your starters going only four innings, you know. Props to the bullpen, though. Honeywell, two innings that he had, no runs. Hill worked an inning, one, two, three, seventh. Wilson worked an inning. He has a .71 ERA so far this year. So props to Stephen Wilson. And then Hader came in for the save. So the bullpen's in a pretty good spot going into tomorrow. It's a four-game series before the off day. Um, Honeywell won't be throwing tomorrow. He had 40 pitches, but you could you probably should have expected that going into today, especially if we... I were to tell you that Waka was only going to go four innings. Um, Tim Hill, 12 pitches. Wilson, 11. Hayter, 10. So, like, not a lot of pitches at all for those guys. So, that's good news. Um, but, yeah, Jesse with the super sticker says, great outing overall for the team. Great pitching. I wouldn't say great pitching. I don't think it was great pitching from Waka, but it was good from the bullpen. Great batting. Great plays in the outfield. We'd love to see them keep it going, adding some fire from Tatis. Yeah. I mean, going into today, right, the return of Fernando, like, we were super excited about it. I thought that it was going to give kind of an extra jolt to this Padres team, and I, I think it did. Now, is it going to be able to start a long run of consistent winning for the Padres? I mean, obviously, that's we don't know that yet that's that's to be determined but i think it could and i saw some encouraging things from tatis today again i loved his aggressiveness he hit some of the balls hard the ground ball the short was hit really hard the liner to left was hit hard made made a really good play in the outfield um we know the arm is there and it'll take some time to get used to right field and in those in-game situations because he can take batting practice balls in the outfield you know just reading balls off the bat during BP, all he wants. But in-game situations are just different. You know, they're just different. Um, a coach can hit fungos to you in BP. It's In-game is just different. And the communication with infielders on pop-ups, you know, he's sprinting in and Kim easily has it. And Tatis continues to go. I don't know if he didn't hear him or anything. Um, I don't think Kim said anything, but he had his hands out, like, so maybe Tatis just wasn't looking at Kim. But he should be able to see Kim in his peripheral vision. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, Kim has it. And he didn't do that. But it's his first regular season game this year in right field. It's going to take time. But I, I thought it was a pretty good night from Tatis overall. It was a good night, I think, overall from 
this Padres team. I mean, look, they scored seven runs. Last time they scored seven runs was that Milwaukee game, right? Um, where Crony had a couple home runs. And if you go look at the Padres, what, the last probably four or five games, I think? I'm going to look this up right now. How many runs did the Padres score in the last, like, four games combined entering tonight? Probably not seven. One, two, three, four. Yeah, four. Four runs in the last four games combined entering entering tonight. And they scored seven tonight. So... <laughs> You got to you got to be happy with that. You're you're definitely going to take that, right? I think. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's see what else the chat has to say here again. I'm not going to go long tonight, but just a reaction to Tatis's debut. I thought this would be a good time to do an extra episode. Uh, did one earlier today, but wanted to do a reaction because it's a special day. The return of one of the best players in baseball. Jesse says, glad to see the Padres bats finally get some action. Yeah, like I just talked about with the runs there. Definitely agree. It was good to see Matt Carpenter have that home run. Because he'd really been scuffling, you know. Um, Cruz had gotten off to a good start to start the year. It was it was Carpenter where it was like, all right, you know, hopefully he can get it going. But out of like Crony, Manny, Soto, if you want to throw, if you threw Carpenter in there, like Carpenter was probably the least confident guy I was in in like really turning it around. Now one home run doesn't totally turn it turn it around. 
I think Carp can have a good year for the Padres. Uh, I think he he probably would benefit from more playing time, but he's platooning. Like that's just that's just what his role is. He knows that's what his role is, um, and so he's just gonna have to get used to that. You know, that's. I think with the Yankees because of how hot he was, he was playing pretty much every day. That's even if he's hot, he's probably not gonna do that with the Padres. Jonathan says, you can tell the pod's energy was different tonight. I thought so. I think it helped having a lot of Padres fans there in Arizona. Uh, Jose Carlos Luna says, we always talked about our guys one through three in the order carrying our lineup, but today the rest of the lineup and the bullpen gave us the win. Overall, great team win. Let's keep at it. LFGSD. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Uh, if you look at the box score, I mean, so Tatis, right? Like I said, Ofer, Soto, Ofer, Manny, Ofer. So a combined Ofer 13 tonight from the top three guys, the big three in the order, right? There's the, it's Bogarts is in there definitely with his start, big four. But the top three guys, Tatis, Soto, Manny, uh, Ofer 13. But Grisham went two for three. Crony went one for three, scored a run. Bogarts went two for four, scored two runs. Had a home run, obviously. Carpenter had that home run. It was the others that came up big and helped the Padres really win this game. I'm not saying the top three didn't help. I mean, Soto scored a run in this game. He got on base in this game still. Um, but it was the others. You know, everyone was focused on Fernando, but it was the others that were big offensively that won this game. And it was the bullpen that was huge tonight, right? The Padres only won by two runs. The bullpen, had, they, they pitched a shutout tonight. Honeywell, Hill, Wilson, Hayter, no runs allowed. Combined for, what, five strikeouts? So, yeah, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Honeywell. Feels Seems like he's a really has a really like good attitude for a reliever. Kind of like Nick Martinez last year in the bullpen and, Maybe Nick Martinez is going to be the Nick Martinez again if he goes to the bullpen. But for now, like that guy's Honeywell for me. That's just taking on any role, and he's excelling right now for the Padres. Uh, Ivan says, it was a great game. I love to see my team doing great. It makes my day. We need Kim Machado and Tatis to start hitting better as soon as tomorrow. LOL, I know they will eventually. Yeah, I, I th yeah. Tatis, Manny. Definitely, I'm not worried about them. And Tatis, it's one game, and I saw some encouraging things from Tatis in the at-bats. So, yeah, definitely not worried about them. I think Kim will be a little bit better. He was definitely behind on those fastballs from Ryan Nelson tonight. I mean, there was that one, maybe it was his first at-bat. It's like, come on, you know the fastball's coming. And he was still behind it. You know, it's easy for me to say, just sitting here talking to you, right? I probably can't go hit 96 if he threw it to me three times. Maybe I'd make contact on the third one. I know it's ridiculously hard, but when you're a major leaguer and you know that the fastball's coming, I thought he wouldn't be as behind as he was on it, but sometimes Kim does struggle with velocity, and sometimes you don't, have, you don't see Kim in the lineup and you have Crony at second and Carpenter at first with Cruz DHing. So maybe we'll see that at some point.
All right, I'll get back to the chat, uh, but just want to take a quick break here. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right, so just wanted to set up tomorrow real quick. Um, Joe Musgrove, he's he's not starting tomorrow. He's starting on Saturday. He should be good to go, like ramped up, everything. So he should be good. Tomorrow's pitching matchup, Seth Lugo, who maybe you could say he's battling for his rotation spot with Nick Martinez right now. I think they'd have Lugo be in the rotation and Martinez be in the bullpen if Lugo has a, a solid outing tomorrow. But Lugo's definitely, I don't know if he's looking at it as like, man, if I don't perform well today, I'm talking about him tomorrow, his mentality. If I don't perform well, man, I'm not going to be in the rotation. I don't know if he's going to be looking at it that way. He's probably just going to be looking at it. This is another game. I'm just trying to go dominate and help really help my team, put my team in a position to go win this game. That's probably what he's thinking, but maybe tomorrow has uh, something on if Lugo stays in the rotation when Musgrove returns. We'll see. Going up against Zach Gallen, who is obviously the Diamondbacks' ace. They've got a few good pitchers. I mean, Ryan Nelson, he's pretty solid, at least, you know, that first inning. Man, he was pretty nasty. Um, they have Gallen, Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly starting on Saturday against Musgrove. So a couple good matchups here. Friday, Saturday. Friday's game tomorrow, 640. Saturday, 510. And then Sunday, 110. Darvish against Dre Jameson who the Padres faced a little bit last year. He made his debut last year. Um, lineup for tomorrow, what what might it look like? Zach Gallon on the mound, a righty. So you'll probably see Tatis leading off, Soto hitting second, Manny Bogarts again, and then Crony, Carpenter. Maybe the same lineup as tonight. It worked, right? Maybe a Brett Sullivan catch. For Lugo tomorrow instead of Nola. Uh, but I think it would be pretty much the same. Because they had their right-handed lineup out there today. I'm talking about right-handed pitcher lineup. So they had the lefties in there. They had um, Carpenter in there as the DH instead of Cruz. I know Cruz came in. But they had them him there. They had Soto hitting second. Um, so... I think you could see a pretty comparable lineup tomorrow compared to what it was tonight. I, I I think Grisham, like I think he can do well in the leadoff spot, but they're not. I don't see them messing with Tatis right now. One game in in the leadoff spot, I just don't see that. So, I think it'll, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same lineup with maybe Brett Sullivan catching instead of Nola. But yeah, tonight getting back to tonight. Solid bullpen performance. Bogarts continues to be amazing. Grish was the MVP of this game. Absolutely huge. Um, I saw some encouraging stuff from Tatis. Mainly for me, the, the takeaway is it's, he just looks like himself. And he looks healthy. Look, everything looked fine. And I'm just happy that every night get to turn on the television and hopefully Tatis, Manny, Soto, Bogarts, Crony, we're going to get to watch them play baseball on like a daily basis. So 
I'm I'm definitely trying not to take this for granted. Uh, and Padres fans, we're we're pretty lucky right now. I would say I know I know the record's not showing it right now. They're ten and eleven, but look, the the second chapter of the the Padres season, you know, started tonight with Fernando, right? Because they weren't complete in the first twenty games. You know, sure, there's a lot of talent on the team. There was still a lot of talent in the first twenty games, but Fernando having Fernando leading off and having him as the right fielder instead of Rugnet Odor or Jose Zocar, it changes things. It definitely changes things. And it allows Bogarts to hit fourth, Manny hit third, Soto second consistently instead of having Bogarts lead off sometimes. You know, instead of a solo home run for Bogarts, it's a two-run home run sometimes, like we saw tonight, right? It's a difference, so... Before I totally judge this team, right, I think before any of us judge this team, I think we should all see a, a bigger sample size in just one game. And we're, but, I mean, for one game, there, it's, it's off to a pretty good start. Obviously, the starting pitching, I think, needs to be better. Um, at, I'm talking about tonight, like the way Walker performed. Obviously, that needs to be better. I think that starting pitching as a whole has been pretty good so far this year. Snell... Last start was better than his first couple. Uh, and Waka, his first couple were better than his last couple. Uh, but overall, like just looking at starting pitching as a whole, I think it's been pretty good. And the lineup, it's underwhelmed, but maybe tonight was the start of it not underwhelming, it, it living up to the potential that we thought it would, right? Long season, we're like, what, 13% of the way through, something like that? Long way, long way. Um, all right, I think that's the reaction. Um, I, oh, Drew Pom, uh, not Drew Pomerantz, uh, Robert Suarez. That's the one thing that I wanted to hit on. So, there was news before the game. So, when Tatis got activated, there was news from the Padres that Brandon Dixon predictably was the one that was sent down to triple A. He, he was the last guy on the bench, that's just the guy to send down. Odor's on the roster. Uh, they have a Zokar in the outfield that they can play. Like he was going to be sent down, but also that was what was added is that Robert Suarez, the Padres transferred him to the 60-day IL today. And there was a lot of people on social media like, "Wait, what? What, what about that last part?" Because there was good news with Tatis coming up, obviously being officially activated. We expected that. But then for Suarez, Padres' second-best reliever, to be transferred to the 60-day, I think that caught some people by surprise. And what that means is we're not going to see Robert Suarez probably until June, I would say, right? Because he was put on the IL to start the year. So two months into the season is takes you to, what, the end of May, right? Because it started on March 30th. So if you go April 30th, you go May 30th, 60 days, right? Somewhere around that, May 30th, May 28th, whatever. End of May. And according to Bob Melvin, he hasn't even started throwing yet. So my concern meter for Robert Spore is it has increased. Um, when, when he first was shut down from throwing, I think that was like a week ago, maybe a little bit more than a week ago, Kevin Acey reported that. I wasn't that concerned. I was like, eh, it's a setback. All right, whatever. But 
for Bob Melvin to say today that, yeah, Suarez hasn't even started throwing yet, uh, that is more concerning. I'm not at the level of like a 10 or a 9 or even an 8 where it's like, oh boy, Tommy John's coming. I don't know. It is elbow. Um, I believe that's what Kevin AC said today. It is elbow. It is elbow. But so where would my concern meter be? Probably be like a six. It's where was it last time? I think I said like a, a three, maybe. Like I was fine. Like take your time. And I still feel that way. Like Robert Suarez, the Padres, make sure that he's healthy. We want him healthy for the postseason, right? I think this team is good enough to make the postseason. I'm not saying that I'm fine with Suarez missing the whole year and only being available for the postseason. Like I don't want that. But if he take, you know, if he's not available till June, but when he comes back in June, he is healthy. Then that's what I care about. Um, I think this bullpen is going to be better than what it is right now, and it's there's been some pretty good signs in the bullpen. I mean, tonight it was really good, uh, and Hater's pitching pretty well. Honeywell's pitching well. Tim Hill, Stephen Wilson is pitching really gr- really great so far. Sub one ERA, right? I think that's what I said earlier today. Um, but it's going to get stronger because someone's going to the bullpen. Maybe a couple guys are going to go to the bullpen when Musgrove comes back. So those guys are going to make the bullpen stronger. So I think they can kind of help fill the hole of Suarez for now, fill that, uh, fill Suarez's shoes a little bit. And even if Suarez was healthy, who knows if he would have been really, really effective, you know, because he struggled at the beginning of last year in the regular season. So it wasn't a guarantee, right? So I, my viewpoint, like I'm more concerned than I was, you know, when he was first shut down because he's not even throwing. He's not even close to throwing, according to Bob Melvin. Like that is concerning, but I can't get to the level of concern on the concern meter one to 10, like seven or eight right now, because he could end up being healthy mid-June and really helping this team out and be healthy the rest of the way, and it's not that big of a deal. Um, right now, I think, yeah, I, I definitely understand Padres fans being like, oh, Drew Pomerantz 2.0, he got his money, and now he's not going to be healthy. But Drew Pomerantz, that's been multiple years. Where, where with Suarez here, it's been not even a month into the season, right? So. I would relax on the concern meter right now on Suarez. But you can still be a little bit concerned. That That's kind of my thoughts on that. All right. That's pretty much episode. Yeah, that, that's it. Um, I think that's all I really wanted to cover. I could check. Let me see if there's any Bob Melvin postgame quotes. Hopefully the internet's working fine today. I'm going to try to get that fixed here in a few days. So bear with me on that. I appreciate everyone that's bearing with me on that um let me check i'm checking twitter for some bob melvin post game quotes oh i guess bob melvin missed tatis's running catch in the right field corner said he put his head down and briefly started game planning around the two out double he thought there was a double down the line that's great he thought it was a Bomo thought it was a double down the line and Fernando caught it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. Yeah, so 
Tatis is going from short to right. Mookie Betts went from right to shortstop tonight. I don't know if you guys saw that with the Dodger-Cub game. It's wild. Padres are still doing the Polaroids. If you're looking on the Padres' Twitter, they're still doing that, so that's cool. All right, I think that's it. Talking Friars episode 387. Thank you, everyone, for the time. Quick episode just to react into this game, a little bit to the the Robert Suarez stuff. Again, I think the bullpen's in pretty good shape for now, and I don't think we should be at the highest of level of concern right now about Suarez. It sucks, but I want him healthy for you know the stretch run. That's what matters. All right, that's it. Check out Gaglione Bros on Friars Road, Petco Park. Check out Breaking Tea. You can click that link in the description on YouTube, on the podcast platforms. That description there in this episode uh, for great San Diego sports swag there. Underdog Fantasy, great place uh, for fantasy sports, drafts, uh, pick'ems, daily pick'ems. And then you can use my sode, uh, sode. What is a sode? You can use my code, SeatGeek. Um, the code talking fryers, you can use the code on seat geek. Sorry, I'm having a hard time talking. I'm, I've been talking for a few hours today, combining with my a couple live streams, a couple videos, a couple uh videos for my MLB YouTube channel, Baseball Struck. So, sorry, it's kind of late. Um, but yeah, code talking fryers, seat geek, they'll give you $20 off your first order there if you use my code talking fryers. That'll do it. Thank you, everyone, for the time. Go Padres. I think Tatis will be back in there tomorrow night.